Welcome home. I'm Dr. Tama, a minister, licensed psychologist, and sacred artist. And this is Homecoming, a podcast to facilitate your journey home to yourself. While I will provide weekly inspiration and mental health tips, this podcast is not the same as personalized therapy. I'm so excited you're on the journey. If you want to request specific topics or to submit a poem for me to read on the podcast, email me at homecomingpodcasts at gmail.com. Also, to build our community, don't forget to like, subscribe, and share. Let's begin. Welcome home, Cojourners. I'm glad you're here for another episode, and I'm so appreciative that we have a poem for this week from Lena Moline. And the poem is entitled, I Haven't Written in a While, and it reads, I haven't written in a while because I couldn't pick up the pen. The pen was filled with hurt, disappointment, anger, and would expose places that I didn't want to go and things I didn't want to feel. I haven't written in a while because I would have to admit that sometimes my smile is layered and I would rather not face what I am feeling. So I moved around the pen, distancing myself as far as I could because somehow I knew that the pen just might force me to do something, and I wasn't ready to do it. I fought with the pen, angry because it knows all the things that I am keeping from everyone else. The pen knows the journey. The pen knows the highs, and the pen knows the lows. Yes, it sits, neglected, muzzled in my drawer, unable to tell my story. But one day, I left the drawer open and the light shined through. The pen's radiant glow reminded me that it was mightier than the sword and that it could not oppose growth, laughter, or love. It wanted to encourage me when I was sad and angry. It wanted me to heal and speak unapologetically and unedited. The pen didn't judge me, nor did I need to qualify myself in its presence. I didn't have to fear the pen, but rather embrace the power that it gives. When I picked up the pen again, I realized that I had it all wrong. I had been writing all along, but I needed the pen so that my words would draft my freedom. Oh, my goodness. So amazing and so true that many times we are running from our emotions, running from memories, running from ideas that we need to face so that we can be free. And in the facing, it is not a time of judgment or shame or condemnation but it is a time of freedom. It is a time of liberation. It is a time in which we come home to ourselves. And so thank you so much for both writing the poem and for sharing it with us. And so on today, we're going to talk about how to stay motivated or how to get motivated. And I invite you to think about What are the issues that have contributed to your lack of motivation or your loss of motivation? 
Because if we try to address motivation without addressing the other side or naming and recognizing the other side, then our efforts will be incomplete. And so we have to address the factors that are actually draining us and disconnecting us from our motivation and our purpose. And so for some of you, you may live with clinical depression And one of the symptoms of depression is loss of energy and a loss of pleasure, the things you used to find enjoyable not being enjoyable anymore. So if you live with major depression, clinical depression, or another mental health disorder, it's going to be important to not judge yourself harshly by some other person's scale or by the scale of your former self. And it will be important to respond to yourself with compassion and also to get support as you are working through the realities of this season of your life with depression, or some of you have had long-term depression. So we want to acknowledge, is that what is making it hard for me to be motivated? And so then instead of just saying, I just need to get up and do it, It may be, I really need to address my depression. For others, it may be fear. And so you may have a fear of success that blocks you or a fear of failure. So the fear of success may be, how will my life change? How will people look at me? How might I be treated differently if I actually complete this vision, right? If I actually do that, feeling unprepared, overwhelmed, intimidated by what success would look like in terms of transforming you and your life. And so for that reason, you may procrastinate. You may not uh, be trying your best. You may not feel committed uh, because you question your own worthiness and readiness. And so we'll have to address those fears and those distorted cognitions about your own worth in order to allow yourself to stop punishing yourself, to stop holding yourself back, to believe that you are worthy to have the life that you are capable of living. And then for some of you, it is a fear of failure, where if I'm afraid that I won't succeed, If I never try, then I never have to find out, right? I can always hide behind, well, I didn't really try my best. Well, I didn't really go after it. So then I don't have to deal with the devastation of disappointment. And so if that has been the fear that has been holding you hostage, if I can offer to you that failure is not the end of the world, And failure can also be a learning opportunity so that the next time you try it, you try it with your new wisdom, you try it with the lessons learned, and you get closer to your goal. So I don't say get motivated with the false promise that everything you try is going to be a home run every time, but that as you engage in the process, you'll learn about yourself. You'll learn about what it is you're trying to do or trying to accomplish, and you will get closer to the mark. And so you want to think about 
the ways in which we occupy the space, the ways in which we show up in the space so that we can really heal and thrive. As we look at that notion of healing, wholeness, wellness, we want to then consider beyond my depression or my fears that some of you are stuck as a result of disappointments and or traumas. So you may have put yourself out there, whether that is professionally or personally, and suffered a major loss, suffered a major disappointment, suffered a major betrayal. And so then you have concluded it is too painful, it is too risky, and so it is better for me to hide, to stay in my shell, and to believe that I am playing it safe. And I want you to know while in some ways living beneath your possibility can feel safer, it also is dramatically, drastically, infinitely unfulfilling, that there is an emptiness, a frustration that comes with living small. And so as you think about that possibility, I want you to recognize that it is possible to get motivated again. So some of you have lost motivation And it's been a while, and so you can wonder, can it ever come back? And I want you to know both personally, professionally, scientifically, spiritually, that we can regain motivation. There is one last caution I want to mention, which is, were you doing the thing that you actually want to do? are called to do, are born to do, that alivens you, that animates you, that draws you, right? That the loss of motivation for it, you just want to check in with yourself about your why, right? Why is it I want to do whatever this thing is? And I bring that to your attention simply because We are living in a season where people can have multiple careers over the course of a lifetime. And so sometimes people have done something for a number of years and it is not joyful for them anymore. It's not fulfilling for them anymore. And you could either keep trying to force yourself to do it or some people will open themselves up to a new beginning. So is the loss of motivation because you're genuinely no longer interested in that, that it no longer sparks anything in you, that you have another interest, which either may be new or it may be something you have held for many years, but that you put off for various reasons. And so we want to consider what is the reason why I want to get motivated back in this lane, right? What is the reason why I want to engage in this way? And your 
coming up with your why is going to be important as you try to rebuild your motivation. And so now let's think about how to actually do it. One of the things that's going to be important is to break up your goal uh, into smaller, uh, attainable, short-term goals. That sometimes our dream is so large and it's going to take time and energy and effort and it can feel like you're not making any progress because you're only looking way down the road. So if you have in your mind you want to save a certain amount of money and that is a large sum of money, that can be discouraging and feel impossible. If you decide that uh, for health reasons you need to lose a certain amount of weight and it may be a large number and so that can be daunting, uh, that can be overwhelming, that can feel very frustrating and so we want to come up with uh, shorter term goals. If your idea is I want to put myself out there to make more friends, whether platonic friends or romantic partner. And if you have this image, which is very far from where you are, right? So then if you're like, I don't know anyone and the vision is to be happily married, right? That there's some steps. <laughs> there are some steps that go from where you are to that place, right? If you don't have any friends and you're picturing yourself surrounded by friends in your mind, hang out with them every day, all day. They're calling you all the time. And, and right now you don't have any, then you want to set up some goals along the way that will be steps in that direction of having a life full of positive support systems, but we want to be able to make the steps to get where we are trying to go. And so I invite you to think about what are the shorter term uh, goals that will help you to get there. Then it is going to be important to find mentors and or role models, right? And so these may be people who have done what you want to do, who you get to either learn from them personally because you know them and can speak to them, or it may be people who you can read about their life in magazines or reading their book and you see their journey. Because often when you don't know anyone who has personally done it, it can feel impossible. It can feel magical. You can just make assumptions that uh, it must have been very easy for people who get it and they must have already known everything and they just had doors open to them and they must have had all the resources. And so making those assumptions can cause you to look at your circumstance and believe that it is impossible for you to get there. And so when we hear from people sharing the challenges, the limitations, the difficulties, the setbacks, the problems, and then how they addressed that, how they recovered, how they navigated that space when uh, they didn't have the resource or didn't have a person recommending them. And so we can learn from other people's journey, and it can also give us grace and compassion for our journey. So along with mentors and or role models, it's also important 
to be in the presence of positive people, to be mindful. You have to nurture your goal, your dreams, like it is your child. You want to be protective of it. And not everyone knows how to handle your child. Not everyone should have access to your child, right? And so the same is true of your dreams and of your goals. Some people will ridicule you. Some people will undermine you. Some people will try to block you. Some people will try to discourage you. And so you will have to learn who are the people that I can trust with my dreams? Who are the people that I can trust with my goals? And when people uh, reveal to me that they are not trustworthy in knowing of my dreams, then I have to then cut off their access to my dream development, right? They will see it when it happens. And so some of you have been trying to fight to be motivated because you keep talking to people who discourage you, right? So that's the wrong group. That's the wrong circle. And, you know, there are many reasons why people can discourage, sometimes because they never got to dream, sometimes because of jealousy, sometimes because of fear, for whatever reason. It's not yours to figure out why are they discouraging you. It's just for you to navigate differently, knowing it takes too much out of me to try to stay committed on my path while I'm in constant conversation with people who are telling me that I'm not deserving of the path. And so you want to shift your environment, your social space, so that you share the dream, the goal, the vision uh, with those who will help you on that journey as you are working toward your goals and looking at your expectations. And so we want to also be mindful about balance in our lives. You will burn out if you become so singularly focused on the goal that you neglect every other area of your life, right? So if I'm neglecting my physical health, because I'm working all hours of the day and night, if I'm neglecting my sleep, I'm skipping meals, if I'm neglecting my friendships, if I am not taking care of even my own spirit, right? That I'm not nourishing my my mental health, my physical health, my spiritual health, and I am just going after this one goal, it is not sustainable. And so of course you're tired, right? Of course, of course you're exhausted. You're a human being. And so uh, we want to honor our humanity, our need uh, for relaxation, our need for joy. And I know that's not the suggestion you would expect, right? If I say, how do I get my goals accomplished and stay motivated? And many people think, you know, work, 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 right? But I'm able to come to my work with fresh eyes, with fresh energy, with fresh inspiration, with kind of renewed strength when I have poured into my well, right? And that was our poem on today. The the poet, the writer had been avoiding her pen 
And then when she got back into it, the words were flowing and she came to this revelation that even when I'm not writing, I'm writing, right? So what a beautiful thing to come home to yourself and to begin to honor the aspects of yourself you have neglected in search of the dream, right? In search of the vision that perhaps it has detracted from the goal, you neglecting to be a whole person. And then it will be important to affirm yourself, right? To encourage yourself. If I am constantly telling myself that I'm not smart enough, or I don't have the right connections, or because I come from a dysfunctional family, that none of these things are going to work for me. And so I have to shift the narrative. I have to begin to talk to myself with more positivity, with more affirmation, with more encouragement, right? And we know from this podcast that we don't want to speak affirmations that we don't believe. And so the affirmation may be making a statement in process, right? So you may not feel authentic to say, uh, I am fully capable of doing my dream at this very moment, but to be able to say, I am growing and learning and working toward my dreams, right? I, I am moving in the directions of my dreams. I am growing wiser, right, with each season of my life. And so even if the affirmation needs to be not that I have arrived, but that I am arriving, then to begin to affirm yourself in that way. Then it will be important to have a schedule for some level of accountability. Some people like the word discipline. Some people don't like the word discipline, but you need to have uh, some sort of schedule or accountability or timeline of if I keep the goal or dream vague, you know, then it can always be out there in the abstract, right? So I need to then commit to myself if I'm writing a book then either how many minutes or how many pages am I writing each day or every other day, right? If I am working in the area of sales, maybe my own product, my own business or someone else's, I need to set goals along the way in order to get to the larger goal, but I have to uh, be specific. So I invite you to be specific about your timeline, about what are you going to commit to either daily or weekly that can get you in the place of your goals so that you can begin to see it happen. You will also want to uh, consider what has procrastination cost me? Because often those of us who are able to perform, even after we procrastinate, we may say, oh, well, I was able to pull it off at the last minute, so it didn't matter. The truth is, even though you were able to get things done at the last minute, just imagine how much more phenomenal it would be if you had given it real time, right? If you had given it your serious attention, if you had really applied yourself, yes, you were able to pull it off. People thought that you did a good job, and that was you operating at a fraction of your capacity, So if I begin to think about what are the ways perhaps I have robbed myself of really functioning in the ways that I can, 
What are the ways that I have robbed myself from being able to fully see what I can do, right? That I have yet to actually see myself because I uh, continue to procrastinate or play it small or do the bare minimum, right? And so we want to get very clear about the fact that procrastination costs us and we want to be able to experience ourselves more fully. It also is going to be important to be willing to try different approaches because sometimes we lose motivation because we keep trying it one way and it's not working, right? So we say insanity is trying the same thing, expecting different results, doing the same thing, expecting different results. And so uh, some of you may have been trying uh, one path to get there and the door continues to be closed. And so you're frustrating yourself. You know, an example I have heard from filmmakers is if you're at first just trying to get these large companies to green light your film, to give you big funding so you can make your movie, you can do that for years and the doors are not opening. And so a number of people have started to fundraise on their own or to make a short or a reel. And then people can see, you know, a part of your work and that can lead to more doors opening. And so they came a different way, right? They had to shift the approach, right? Instead of trying to get money for a feature, well, let me try a short and maybe doing well with a short film is going to open the door for the feature I have in mind. And so I invite you to think about, is there a need for you to shift your approach, right? That it may not be that you are wrong or that the vision is wrong. It may be the pathway that you have been trying to take is not your pathway. And so I am wanting to also name for you that sometimes we have been giving in to our distractions. And so what are the things that you have been giving your time and energy to that don't nourish you, that don't nurture you, and that perhaps take you off course, right? Are there people, things, habits that the more I engage with those habits or with those uh, that set of people that it distracts me from what I actually want to do with my life, right? And so then I have to shift from distraction into destiny, into manifestation, into vision, into goal, so that I can get in the zone and begin to live in the flow of what I am here for. And that is so important. The last thing I would say is it is going to be valuable to reward yourself along the way. Sometimes we keep punishing on ourselves and we're so hard on ourselves. So because I did this step, I want to treat myself in this way. I want to celebrate myself in this way. I want to recognize my progress along the journey and that will allow me to continue on the journey. I'm excited about your goals, your visions, and your dreams.
I invite your soul to tell your heart, mind, body, and spirit, welcome home. Welcome home.